Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Noodles at Noon, the show that focuses on things that are not worth focusing on. I am uh, the host who uh, is in his closet, and it's better this time. It's all got all the sound foam in. It looks almost professional. Hi, it's me, Ben. And we are joined, as always, by our wonderful co-host, who is not coming to us live from his closet, nor is he coming to us live from his uh, prison room, his office, whatever he calls it. He's coming to us live from, like, I don't know, six feet to my right-ish. He's sitting at my desk. That's, 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 that's all you need. It's Noah. Yeah, Ben, we've had a lot of strange setups over the years. Wow, it has been years. Uh, but yeah. this might be the strangest setup because we are what? near each other. Like I can see you kind of, but you can't see me. You can see my uh, backside. Yes, <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Noah decided that we were gonna. Or no, not Noah decided. I make that sound very like it I was make your, the decisions around. Here. <laughs> I make it sound like it was your fault. Uh, we decided to record in person, but since I have my new like recording thing, uh, which is me like staring directly into. A closet. It's hard for us to be side to side, side by side when we do that. So, he's he's sitting at my desk, and I'm in a nice little alcove in my room. It's very nice and warm. We could do side by side next week. Like we're just standing like shoulder to shoulders with our shoulders on the outside touching the walls, just like squeezed into the little tiny yeah. well, closet we, area. We could try here. Come 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 to where I am. Oh gosh. Okay. Get up. No, yeah. I'm standing up for my desk. If you. Oh, this is cozy. Yeah, we could just Yeah, if you stand right here, we can both just lean into the same yeah. <laughs> microphone. Uh and like an old-timey radio program where they just have the one radio or the one microphone in the middle of the room. Yeah. Somehow this is weirder. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll leave. Go go back to my desk. <laughs> Well, thank you all ah. so much for tuning in to Noodles at Noon. You can catch us anywhere podcasts are available, like our website, noodlespodcast.com. Noodlespodcast.com. Or, you know what, anywhere else, like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, and coming to you live this week from... Oh, I didn't think of anything. See, normally I... I that's not to say I ever think of anything. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, it normally is a very spur-of-the-moment thing. What's culturally relevant right now? I don't What's, know anymore. I don't know. I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what's... I, I genuinely am drawing a blank. I don't know what's going on in the world. Oh, oh, okay. This will tie into my story. Now we have a channel on Nintendo Wii. You just go onto your Wii, you go to the Wii shop, which doesn't work but we'll pretend it does and you can download the noodles at noon app and we'll be on your nintendo wii for all time is that true sure if you <laughs> if you want it to be well okay, I, I i ask because the number of times where you've come to me and been like oh, oh. if you do this on our website now you can do X, Y, and Z, and it's true that's true sometimes it's true this time it is not true oh man i'm sorry <laughs> Well, see, now you've just made a job for yourself. <laughs> that, that would be a hard job, considering that shop actually is, like, the servers are shut down. But, you know, oh, really? there, are, there are hacky ways. We can we can hack us onto a Nintendo Wii. Oh, Ben is now... Oh, Ben is turning down my headphones. I, I turned down both of our headphones. That's I was, probably good. I was just worried about bleed, even though there's going to be a bunch of it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you all so much for listening. Uh, thank you for tuning in to our already incredibly disjointed episode um noah what have you been up to these past couple weeks man yeah it's been has it been three weeks i think has it i don't know we we were doing really really well <laughs> about like recording and uploading we even had a whole plan like we were gonna record five episodes in like five weeks so that we could do our hundredth episode like end of april which I, I guess we still could. We still can it's do still that. Possible. We can do. Let, we're just going to record five episodes today, <laughs> and then just upload them as we please. And we'll just pretend that new things have happened in between each. <laughs> I, I actually brought five changes of clothes, so we could do that. I did too. <laughs> I mean, we're in my bedroom. Yeah, that's true. You got clothes so here, we, so that way it looks like we recorded on different days because we yeah. have a change of clothes every single time. It's a it's a lovely visual medium we have this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Noah, what uh, what have you been up to? 
Um, well, okay, yeah. So I was thinking last night, I don't know. I love the Nintendo Wii. And it's a great console that came out in 2006, I want to say, which is, oh my gosh, that's almost 20 years. 17 years ago? It's something like that. Can I, can I also just say real quick, I love the fact that I can just turn around and look at you. Yeah, it actually makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say anything. I have to lean back into my closet, but I can just go, Ooh. I'm trying to tell the story, and Ben keeps flipping around and, like, looking at me and I, it, standing feel, over me. I feel awkward not looking at you when you're talking. Okay, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, but anyway, like, what was your ex- first experience with the Wii, Ben? Do you remember, like, the first time you got to play, like, Wii Sports or something? I do. I um, Someone at my dad's work borrowed our playstation 2 and asked because he wanted to play dance dance revolution uh he was like yeah he was having like a kids party and all the kids wanted to play dance dance revolution like that was part of their party and we had the game we had the mats and all that stuff so we lent him our playstation 2 with the dance dance revolution and in turn he lent us uh his wii which we got to play for for a weekend and it was yeah that was my first experience using a wii it was very exciting that was also my first experience playing the Wii <laughs> was your dad. Ha- I think it was your dad's birthday party that the Wii was like at your house. And I remember getting to play like Wii tennis on it. And I just remember it being like totally revolutionary, right? Yeah. Like, you get to fling your remote and it actually like flings the tennis racket on the screen. Like if you've never done anything like that and you've only pushed buttons, it was like totally revolutionary. Yeah. No, it was... I remember, like, enjoying it. I remember when we got our PS2, um, my I think my grandparents bought me the PS2, me and my brother. And uh, my grandma was talking to my mom, and she was like, well, would the boys rather have a Wii or a PS2? And my mom was like, a PS2. And I do agree. Like, I would rather have had the PS2 because I, I loved playing the PS2. But looking back, I'm like, I also, it also would have been fun to have a Wii. Like, <laughs> and now that I, uh, there's nothing, I pretty much have every gaming console from the past, like, 20 years, but not a Wii. <laughs> not a Wii, yeah. You got to get on that. I got to get on that. But anyway, I got, to, I got the opportunity to kind of relive that Wii experience last night. Uh, we were over at our friends Zach and Ellen's house. Shout out to them. They don't listen to the show, but maybe if I tell them that they're mentioned in this episode, they will. Maybe. And that'll double our listenership. I'm I'm glad you uh, led with that because as you said, they don't listen to the show. I was about to say many disparaging things <laughs> about them. But now that you said oh, they might listen people. to it, <laughs> I will I will refrain. <laughs> Hi, Zach and Ellen. <laughs> but they had us over um, for like dinner and, and games and they they gave us build your own ramen and they had like all the fixings for a really good ramen bowl and really good food it was a lot of fun but afterwards we were like well do you want to play a board game like we usually play board games with them or they had just hooked up their old wii again and i had brought mario kart and mario brothers which is like it's like a you know 2d Mario game, but four people can play at a time and you can bounce off each other's heads and throw each other into cliffs and all that kind of fun stuff. And we ended up playing that for like several hours and it was so fun. Like it's been a long time since I've played the Wii proper with people. Yeah. And like getting it in that experience with like four people, we're just like throwing each other off the cliff and, um, Like, it was just such a blast, and it made me think of, like, growing up and, you know, playing with siblings and things like that, and I don't know, I I don't get to do that a lot anymore, and just rediscovering the Wii last night was a lot of fun. No, the Wii is a great time, and I've kind of done some of that rediscovering of old, like, old games things that you used to do, because I recently got all of the, uh, I, I mentioned I have, like, every gaming console except for a Wii. Yeah, you have a new one every time I come over. I do. I wonder <laughs> if I have a new one this time. But uh, I have, like, I have my PlayStation 2 here now. Um, I have a random Xbox. I never used Xbox, but someone was selling one for $25, so I went and got an Xbox. <laughs> um, I have my PlayStation 3. I have a Switch. I have a PS4. And it's weird. Like, I was setting all this stuff up, and I was like, there is one game on the PS2 I just want to play, like, really badly. And it's a it's a video game called NFL QB Club. And the, it's from 2002, I think. And the only reason I, like, enjoy playing it is because when I was in, 
like fourth grade, I got this game from GameStop and my friend Kimball and I would just play it for hours. And there's only one game mode in it worth playing. Like <laughs> the rest of the game is absolute garbage, but there's just one game mode that is super fun. And even like all through high school, Kimball and I would play this game. And I was able to rehook up my PlayStation and I was like, I know what game I want to play first, NFL QB Club, because it just has those fond memories of being in elementary school and being like, oh, I want this quarterback. Oh, I want this quarterback and all that stuff. It was a good time. Did it live up to the hype like, or live up to the memory of how good it was back then? It was a bit. I mean, Kimball wasn't there to play it with me. So that was a bit more like, oh, I have to live through these janky graphics and immensely <laughs> slow load times all by myself. And I have a, a TV now from the 2020s, which cannot facilitate a PlayStation 2. Oh, yeah. Without several <laughs> adapters and things. Yes. So it, it took me a solid 45 minutes to get it to work. <laughs> yes. And then 45 minutes for the game to decide it was still a game. Because you put you plug in an old video game, or you put the disc in, and it just thinks for 30 minutes about its life. Like, how did I get here? <laughs> why am why are people still playing me? <laughs> do I wait? I, do I still play games anymore? Do I, do I even know how to this? do that? <laughs> I thought I was past this portion of my life, uh, but no, it, it lived up to the hype. I, I'd say so. I still remember it fondly. I like what you said about there being only one mode worth playing. Like there were definitely <laughs> games like that that had like 20 games in them or whatever, but it, there's always the one, the one that you play yep. as a group. Like I used to have another Wii game called Wii Party, which was like Mario Party, but it wasn't Mario themed. It was just like Nintendo generic me themed. And it was really fun, but there was one mini game out of like the 50 mini games that we would just play that one mode over and over. And it was like, you're, you're like on train tracks and you each have a little car and you have to shoot the other players in the back. So you have to like maneuver yourself. So you're behind another player and then you can shoot at them to knock them off the course. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, a 70th of the entire game, but that was probably where we spent half our time was just playing that one game on repeat. Yeah. <laughs> that 60-second minigame. <laughs> and, like, the uh, the game mode in this game, you you just, like, pick a quarterback, and then you participate in all these little mini games like, see who can throw the most accurate pass, see who can run through this obstacle course the quickest. And apparently it was a real event that the NFL used to do way back in times of old. Uh, so that's pretty much the whole point of the video game. And there's still like, oh, you can play an actual game. You can do a season mode or whatever, but the mechanics are just garbage. Like we tried to do it and it's completely unplayable, except <laughs> for that one mode, which is the only reason the game exists. So that is fun. Like as I, long as it's got that one thing, as long as it's got that one thing. And I no, I love the nostalgia of things like that. So that's cool that you got a, what did you say? Which game you played on the Wii? We played Mario Kart, and then the thing we spent the most time on was Mario Brothers. New Super Mario Brothers Wii, I think, is its full title. Gotcha. Look it up. Great game. Great graphics. Great uh, great story. Like, they were a little frustrated because I wouldn't let them skip through the story. Because there's a lot of lore in Mario, especially these games. Like, Peach, she got kidnapped. It was her birthday. That was a key part of the story. Uh -huh. Um that was uh, there was a castle and then we went in the castle and then the princess wasn't in that castle so we had to go to another castle she wasn't in that one either like really real gripping drama like i think we're probably <laughs> we're we played through the first two worlds and there's eight worlds so i think we're gonna like keep hanging out with them and keep progressing through the game and I, i'm just excited to see like what kind of character development they have with like the blue toad in particular i feel like he's a little <laughs> underdeveloped at this point <laughs> I'd like I'd like to learn more about you know like kind of his past trauma and yeah how he's overcoming that now and really get into the nitty gritty of it yeah so I think it'll be good I'm excited to see where they take the story in this one that's 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 interesting <laughs> it's funny because I was I was trying to think of what stories I could uh, tell from this past couple weeks um, one of my stories I kind of have two um, two quick ones one of them definitely revolves around old technology that's kind of nostalgic because um, I've sent some links in the Discord. I don't know if I sent them in the, the public channels uh, just to Michael and Noah is where I sent them, but 
there's this YouTuber that I have found who I have now watched almost all of his videos. Yes. Uh, his channel is called Dank Pods. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I've and heard of that. He, he basically takes old iPods and either restores them or he reviews, like, super old MP3 players that are just knockoffs of iPods or different things like that. And he's Australian, so he's wildly entertaining. Um, that's not to, that, That's not to say that... <laughs> All Australians are wildly entertaining. Just all the ones that I know. Um, are, but he, he's super funny. He plays the drums, so he has, like, drum channels. He has, like, three different channels. Oh, wow. Um, but he kind of inspired me to be like, oh, I, I have an old iPod Nano that I have somewhere that I used when I was a kid. I was like, I should go find it. I know I still have it. Um, so I was going through my drawers, and I did find it. And then while I was going through my drawers, I found a super old iPod Touch that I didn't know that I had. And... <laughs> It is funny because it's literally a fourth of the size of my Samsung that I have, um, which I never think of my Samsung being a necessarily large phone. I know there are larger ones, but when I put it next to my little iPod Touch that I have, it just looks absolutely ginormous and ridiculous. Um, and of course, there's like a, a bezel on the screen, so the screen doesn't take up the whole front of the iPod, which my Samsung, it does do that, takes up the whole thing. So it's just funny to look at, like, just how much, I guess, quote-unquote, worse these devices are than what we have nowadays. And then I spent all of yesterday playing with this iPod from, <laughs> like, 10 years ago. It was the most fun thing in the world. And it's just funny, like, we have all these new fangled things and all these fun toys and devices that are like meticulously designed to give us the best experience possible and be bigger and better than everything that came before it. And then we find the thing we used when we were like 15 and are just like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, this is fun. This is so much more fun than all this other stuff. And yeah. like it was, it was fun because I got to go through the photos on the iPod and be like, oh, yeah, I remember when I took this photo. I remember like this stuff. Found some old videos that like from life events that I had forgotten. And... It was just really fun to see all, like, how it ties into the nostalgia of... So we both have very nostalgic uh, stories from the past couple weeks. I finally went through a few years ago and tried to put all of my photos from every single source and device into Google Photos. And, like, I had old digital cameras and old video cameras and, yeah, my iPod and my old phone and my current phone and just systematically put them all on, onto Google photos. And it's really cool. Cause like I take a lot of photos of just, I don't know, random stuff, like nothing very good or like, I'm not trying to be a photographer, but I just like take photos of events and things that I'm doing. Yeah. And it's great for my memory because I can like, like Jesse can ask me, what, what did we do? You know, last May. And I'm like, go to Google Photos. This is what we did. We went on this thing. We did this thing. And it's, yeah. it's kind of cool to look back and be like, oh yeah, I did do stuff. <laughs> yeah, and like, not all the photos on this phone or this iPod are ones that I took with this iPod. Um, it doesn't even have a forward-facing camera, just the rear-facing camera, <laughs> uh, which is kind of weird. But it's connected to my iCloud account. So I used to have like an iPhone and stuff. So it, it has all the photos from when I had that iPhone. And... Like, it's fun to just look back at, like, from 2017, I was in San Francisco, and I went to a Rockies-Giants game, and I can, uh, there's a video on here of, like, singing the, uh, take me out to the ball game, and just, like, a beautiful day at, at a baseball stadium. I'm like, oh, I totally, like, forgot about that. And it was just fun to, yeah, experience all that, going through those nostalgic photos, and a bunch of photos from college, too, because I feel like I had a Samsung, or a Apple through most of college. I think it was just my senior year was when I switched to Samsung, which was a terrific decision. Is that sarcastic or is that... No, it's 100% <laughs> truthful because I'm, I'm scrolling through this uh, iPod right now and I'm just remembering how much I like Samsung more. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the interesting thing about old technology, at least from this era, like th mid-2000s, yeah, or like just 2000s, before... Yeah, 2010, 2012, is like it evolved way faster than it does now, or at least in more interesting ways. Like, yeah. like I'm sitting here holding your iPod Nano, and it's like a third gen, and it's like the short and squat one. And then the one I have is like the next generation where it went back to being tall, 
and it was like a completely different form factor and it was just cool to see like how quickly it evolved and then like you know a couple generations later it was fully a touch screen like the ipod touch yeah and it just felt like things were evolving so fast and michael has what a first or second generation he was showing a picture of i think i think it was second yeah where the screen's like half the size of the Mm -hmm. (laughs) the one on your screen here which is already tiny it's like the size of my thumb (laughs) yeah and i don't know it's it was just so much cooler to see how fast things are evolving and like you know my iphone is five generations out of date now and i i don't care like there's nothing that makes me want to upgrade to the newest model because it's like a nicer camera and I, i don't even know like more cameras i guess that's like the only difference and it like that kind of makes me sad. I feel like technology has gotten less fun. It, it it definitely has. That's definitely, or it has less character to it. Yeah. Also, I'm I'm scrolling through old photos now, and I found a, a few years ago. It was probably 2018 ish. Uh, my family and I went to Nashville, Tennessee, for a church conference, and it was just my parents uh, who, or my parents and I who went to Nashville, and it was just my parents who were going to this conference. So for like three or so days, I was basically just like. I'll drop you off and I'll take the rental car and just find things to do in Nashville. And I'll, I'll send Noah this photo because it's hilarious. It's the saddest photo I've ever taken in my life. Because <laughs> <laughs> I went to this car museum. And first of all, it was like, I don't know. It was 2.58 p.m. on July 12th, which I think was a Thursday. So it was midday on a Thursday. I was the only person in this car museum. Uh <laughs> And there's just they had this like photo booth set up so you could take a picture in a car, but I was the only person there. No one came with me, so I just set up my phone on a timer, and it's the saddest photo because it's just me sitting alone in this car. <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna move so I can show Noah the photo. Okay, Ben is approaching me with photo. Fo- ben, not time. No, Ben. Okay, back up. Okay, thank you. Please keep your distance. Um, okay, it is Ben in a blue car, and you can see that photo at newspodcast.com. And just look at my face. Look at how... <laughs> he, he looks happy, though. You look... Well, okay. You look like you're trying to look happy. <laughs> we'll let the listeners decide. Yeah. <laughs> but I would have totally forgotten about this moment had it not been for this phone. So thank you, phone. Or iPod, whatever <laughs> I never you would have remembered this horrible, sad memory of being alone in a car museum. <laughs> <laughs> this is like my, my story of going to Carhenge in Nebraska all by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I. I've, what what have I done with my life to arrive at this point? Being alone by myself in Nebraska, I don't know anybody else in the state. Hanging out at some dead cars. <laughs> I mean, you could have invited me on that trip, but <laughs> I could have. That would have been fun. I I'm looking for somebody to road trip with me this summer, so I will definitely be hitting you up. Because Jesse hates road trips. Yeah, Jesse. Jesse prefers not to road trip, and I really want to go. Just anywhere. I don't know. I don't care where we go. Carhenge. Let's go. Carhenge. Let's we, go to Carhenge. We could do a podcast at Carhenge. <gasps> we could. We absolutely could. That would be fun. I don't feel like we'd get in any trouble for that. <laughs> like, well, no. <laughs> I don't feel like anybody is going to be there to complain at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the other story I was going to share, super quick. I guess I did talk about my iPod longer than I thought I was going to. <laughs> Uh, second story I was going to share super quick. Um, I went to a, uh, pretty much a TED talk about whales. It was a good time. Whoa. Uh, explain. Uh, well, a friend of the show, Andrew, AKA my brother, uh, heard of him, loves whales more than most things. Actually. It's just like, it's a problem actually. You know, everything in his house is whale related. Uh, it's, the couch is just a giant the ca- like, the whale. The couch is a whale. <laughs> uh, they're, I don't know if we've talked about them the, on the show, but uh, they're expecting their first child, which is exciting. <gasps> the entire nursery is whale-themed. They have a guest bedroom in their house, which they call the whale room because all the decorations in it are whale-themed. I've stayed in the whale room. It's sweet. Isn't it sweet? It. Like, it's not like, it's tastefully done. It's tasteful whales. Yeah. Uh, no no un, untasteful <laughs> whales, whatever no that could be. No disrespectful whale imagery. <laughs> no, it's all, it's all very well done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's this guy named Brian Scary who was coming to Fairbanks, Alaska. Wait, 
friend of the show, Brian Scary? No, you're thinking of friend of the show, Brian Stanley. Oh, yeah, I'm just scared of him. That's what confused yeah, me. He is Brian, and he is scary, but he's not Brian Scary. Uh, this Brian Scary is a National Geographic uh, photographer, uh, actually award-winning photographer. Um, he has been listed in like top 50 most uh, influential photos of all time. He's uh, has photos in that collection. Uh, he's taken lots of wonderful conservation photos. He writes a lot of um, articles about conservation for National Geographic. It's, uh, he's a very interesting guy. And That's awesome. I basically went and uh, sat in him or a, a lecture pretty much sat on his lap. I sat on <laughs> Brian Scary's lap. No, I sat in a lecture pretty much Brian Scary was doing for about an hour and 30 minutes. Uh, and like it got to the end and I was like, I just listened to a guy talk about whales for an hour and a half. <laughs> and I can't say that I think any more highly of whales now than I did before. Like I, I think they're cooler now. They do some pretty cool things, but I'm just like, it's just cool that the, the most fun part was, how much he enjoyed talking about whales. <laughs> like, yeah, it was just cool to listen to somebody who loves talking about whales, talk about whales. That's uh, the thing. Yeah. When you find somebody that is really passionate about their subject, even if it's not something you really care about. Yeah. Like it can be really fascinating if they make it fascinating. Yeah, no, definitely. And it was definitely a worthwhile time. Uh, I highly recommend if Brian Scary's ever coming to a city near you, like Fairbanks, Alaska, uh, drop by. He's a cool guy to listen to uh, talk. Same with Brian Stanley. If he ever comes to your town, eh, find him. <laughs> he might set something on fire, though. That's true. Yeah, bring a fire extinguisher. Oh, we still actually, we need to replace our fire extinguisher before we, Brian comes we, out next month. <laughs> that's true. He's coming to visit, and we will uh, we'll have to replenish our fire extinguisher and other fire-diminishing resources. Yeah, because we, we haven't replaced it since he used up the rest of it last time, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Brian. Well, Noah, do we have any speak pipe questions? Well, I was about to say, speaking of Brian, we have a speak pipe from our friend Brian Stanley from the Journeys of Scientists podcast. Can we still say that, even if the podcast hasn't had an episode in a while? Uh, we currently hold the lead over the Journeys of Scientists podcast. We do. Um, so I think we should keep plugging it just because it makes it feel more legitimate and in turn makes our lead over them feel more legitimate. That's true. That's so, true. <laughs> yeah. Brian Stanley of the Journeys of Scientists podcast. <laughs> All right. This is Brian. Hi. Brian Stanley here from the Journeys of Scientists podcast. But I won't dilly dabble too much about that because here I am here for a very important message given in this news of podcast show there is a speak pipe question. In this case, if you were to replace the Democratic and Republican parties with the dog parties and the cat parties, which ones would be which? And I know in the past I've built this reputation of just dragging the speak pipes out 90 seconds. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to do this. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet and to the point. I'm going to answer uh -huh. this question exactly as you intended. So, all right, let's get started. So... <laughs> The Democratic Party and the Republican Party and the Dog Party and the Cat Party. Which one would be which? Man, that is just so hard. I mean, obviously, Lizards would be the Libertarian Party. <laughs> but, huh. All right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of factors that you can factor into this. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, they're both, both cats and dogs are furry. Yeah. So I guess we can't really separate either party there. No. Um, let's see, let's see, um, don't worry, I will edit this out, and so then therefore this will be a nice short and sweet, good, um, answer. No, that's okay. Oh, boom, I got it. Okay, obviously the Democratic Party would be the... <laughs> I expected that. Brian, how could you say something so controversial, yet so brave? Yet so brave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, thank you, Brian. Uh, I, I think that cleared up a lot of stuff, a lot of questions that people had. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. I will say it's hard to argue with anything that he said in that minute. No, uh, definitely. Uh, I found nothing controversial. <laughs> absolutely nothing. <laughs> Brian could be a politician now that I think about it. 
Yeah, I think he used all that. of his he used all of his time. <laughs> <laughs> he he got me like interested and involved, and yep. I felt like supporting him. And and in the end, he didn't say anything at all and did nothing. And so. did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so good job, Brian. Good job, Brian. He's found his career. I think if if podcasting on the Journeys of Scientists podcast doesn't work out, I think he got some. Yeah, I think. It seems like a natural evolution to go from podcast host to politician. Um, yeah. Even if you're not a political podcast, I think I think it's still a natural progression. Yeah, I mean, I'm running for president in the year 2036. You know, you made... When did you create that Facebook page? Because that is true. Ben, ben did announce his candidacy. Was mm-hmm. it 2016? That was around there. It was around my freshman year of college, which would have would have been 2016, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're not quite halfway there, but we're getting pretty close. Yeah. 13 Um, more years. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is becoming more likely like 2036 sounded so far away in 2016. Yeah. I'll level with you. I didn't think it was going to (laughs) happen. You didn't think, you didn't think we'd make it this far, did you? No, I didn't. We're already much, much closer to 2036 than I ever thought we would get. Uh, So that's a concern. But I gotta, I gotta live by my word. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna be a politician, you have to stay true to your word. That's the first rule. That is the, <laughs> yeah, rule of politics. If you say something, you have to do it. Yeah, no backing out. No backsies. Actually, if you did back out, then I feel like I would put my trust in you for a 2040 run, because I know you have what it takes to be a politician. Oh, because I lied? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I could do that. If that helps build my reputation, then yeah. Great. I think I think you'd have a better shot in 2040. Cool. Did I hear you on your iPod Touch over there? Yeah, I was going through more photos to see if I could find anything else that was of note. Do you have Doodle Jump? I do not. Oh, oh dude, if I still had Flappy Bird on this, I could sell this for millions. I still have Flappy Bird on oh my, my iPod Touch. You got to do it. Have you played? Have you seen like the arcade versions of Flappy Bird? Yes, I have. I played one last year and it was really fun a uh, good friend of michael and i a guy named cole he used to work at a undisclosed place where people go bowling um dave and baxter's we'll dave and baxter's it. no it's the sort of place <laughs> you would either go there to go bowling or to reach the top of a mountain uh if you know what that is I, I mean, I'm getting it. Okay, <laughs> if you're getting it, then that's good. I, I, I mean, I know where he worked. worked. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, he worked He worked there, and they had the Flappy Bird arcade game. And one of the his simple pleasures in life was every day setting the high score. And <laughs> <laughs> that was just what he would do during his break. He would just go set the high score in the Flappy Bird game and then go back to work. What kind of rules did he have? Like, did he get a card that had an amount preloaded on it? Or did he know the secret to just bypass the tokens? Or was he spending his own money on that? I'm not sure, to be honest. I'd have to check in with him. Or check in with... Michael would probably know better than I do, but... Because I feel like I have enough of a problem where if I worked at an arcade, I would probably spend all my money during my shift just playing the arcade games. No, definitely. Um... So I better get some kind of kickback or something, like an affiliate program. If I recommend people to the arcade cabinet, I get like, you know, five cents of that 25 cents. <laughs> Except nothing's 25 cents anymore. It's no, like it's, a dollar. Yeah, it's all a ridiculous amount of money to do something for like 25 seconds that you're going to fail at. That's why you got to go, all right, uh, you got to go to a little town called Fort Collins, Colorado. Never been. <laughs> You got to go to Pinball Jones in Old Town on Monday, Monday afternoon. There's no one there. You pay $5 and you have unlimited free play on all the pinball machines. Oh. And it's the way to go. What if I play Dungeons and Dragons on Monday nights? Uh, Skip it. Get a life. Nerd. (laughs) Do we have any any games? Ben? (laughs) Do we have any games, Noah? Do you want to just wrap this up now? Do you want (laughs) to? Get in my house. I do have a game. I whacked the table. I'm sorry. I I saw that. It peaked. I'm sorry. Uh, Editor? No, I'm leaving it in. Okay, great.
hey, could you edit the show this week, even though it's entirely on my computer already? <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Just know that this episode, no matter how good or bad it sounds, it was edited by me. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Whoa. Uh, ben, how do you feel about idioms? Oh, I love me a good idiom. What's an idiom? All right, so idiom, I got to make sure I'm using that usage correctly an idiom is a group of words established by usage as having a meaning not deducible from those of the individual words did that clear things up for you that made no sense <laughs> uh for instance raining cats and dogs oh okay that is that is an idiom um it's just a thing people say um like that's that's an expression you would understand in english culture to mean what it's raining heavily correct you wouldn't go wow the sky is dropping live animals because that would just be ridiculous yeah so i have here a list of some well-known idioms that we use every day we may have used them on this podcast at some point um but it's up to you ben to guess what their origins are like why do we say these things why why has this phrase become such a thing Um, gotcha and I'm actually going to add cats and dogs to that list because I don't really know why. Uh, but that's an interesting one. It is. So first off, chew the fat. Have you heard that one before? Yeah, it's kind of like when you just sit around and talk, right? Right, yeah. Like if we were just sit- like if someone were to come up to us right now and be like, hey, what are you doing on your podcast? We're, we're just chewing oh, the fat. We're just chewing the fat. That's what we're doing. We're chewing the fat. <laughs> but that makes no sense, right? Like, no. why, why, why do we say that? So that's up to you, Ben. Why do we say chew the fat? Well, when you cook a steak and you do it poorly, the fat doesn't render out correctly. Mm, and render. you're left with some chewy fat. And that fat can take quite a while for you to be able to chew through it. And I guess... I don't know, there's a communal aspect to eating dinner um, and also like the similarities between the jaw movement of talking, but also chewing on fat. Uh, and like I said, the communal stuff between what was that buzzing sound? That was my phone. <laughs> uh, the communal aspect between eating dinner and having a conversation. So I think it, it just comes from, uh, yeah, just actually chewing on fat in a well done, and I mean that in the worst sense, uh, steak versus just sitting around talking. Either that or the same place that chewing the cud comes from, which is cows. What is cud? Cud is just, uh, so a a cow has four stomachs, right? Yes. And what it does is it eats some food and then throws it up into its mouth and then chews on it and then swallows it, throws it up, (laughs) chews on it, swallows it, throws it up, chews on it, swallows it, poops it. And then we use that poop to fertilize our yard. So it's like triple distilled vodka. It like has to go through the process multiple times. Yeah, exactly. Okay. (laughs) Okay, well, thank you. I've been too afraid to Google that or ask anybody. (laughs) So that was really helpful for me, actually. I'm glad. Um, All right. Well, Ben, I'll tell you this. I actually thought the same thing. I thought it had to do with something, yeah, like eating dinner, chewing like animal fat, Um, but the correct answer, the first time the phrase chew the fat is used in literature is in 1885, uh, which is not that long ago, um, by, in a book by Jane, nope, (laughs) (laughs) Jame, (laughs) in a book by J. Brunley's Patterson called Life in the Ranks of the British Army in India, which is a very informative title, like you know what you're getting into. Yeah, I have no book. questions. Um, okay, so basically, in that in that book, he uses the phrase "chew the fat" or "chew the rag," which I'd never heard of. But I guess that's also that one's kind of fallen out of fashion. But "chew the rag" is also a way to say that idiom. Um, but it has to do with ammunition, like most things do. Ah. So before there were metallic cartridges. Um, Most ammunition was composed of powder and a ball wrapped in paper or cloth soaked in animal fat. Oh. 
And then uh, during musket drill, I don't know what that means, uh, the end of it was bitten open. So you would like chew open the little cartridge and load your musket ball with with that. Um, So apparently like during wartime, soldiers would nervously like chew on the ends of these bullets just to like kind of pass the time and reduce nerves and possibly even stave off cravings from tobacco uh, Chewy- Chaba- <laughs> oh yeah tobacco yeah good old tobacco uh, <laughs> it's weird that that uh never took off like chewing tobacco is so long-winded yeah um Chibac. so basically it's like biting the end of your bullet and chewing on it to like pass the time while you're waiting to your for your war buddies to show up or your enemies i guess interesting so speaking of that, I'm not going to score this because, I don't know, scoring is kind of arbitrary when there's just one person. But I win automatically. I win. That led me to ask the question, where does bite the bullet come from? Ben, do you got any ideas? What, is, what does bite the bullet mean? Maybe define that for me. I feel like I know this one. Oh. Um, if you do, I'll give you a point. <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> I think this one comes from also war times. In, like, medical tents, they didn't always have anesthesia and whatnot. And if you had to do a procedure that would be incredibly painful, they would, you would, like, bite down on a bullet to, like, help alleviate the pain, just like like squeezing somebody's arm or doing something. It's just a way of mixing up the nerves so that the pain nerves don't quite get to the brain because those nerves are closer to your brain, so they get there first, and it kind of helps leave it even out the pain. I'm pretty sure it comes from something like that. Benjamin, I'm going to give you not one point, but five whole points. Whoa. Because you're exactly right. That's where it comes from. (laughs) Doctors short on anesthesia. You even said that. Or time during a battle, they would ask the patient to bite down on a bullet to distract from the pain. Hey. Which I guess they just didn't have a lot of handy objects around where they're like, here, bite in this, this bullet. <laughs> the, first, the first two uh, examples are literally biting bullets. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I'm starting we'll to think that's where all of our idioms come from. <laughs> maybe that's where the next one comes from. Let's Can I submit see. my guess already? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is gator. Oh, okay. <laughs> like last time. <laughs> uh, ben, what about the phrase, butter someone up? Ah, Butter someone up, which is used to, like, give someone some good feelings or, like, you're just being nice to them for, you might have ulterior motives, but you're just, like, making them feel good about themselves, right? Is that the correct usage? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, This comes from... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I'm asking you to get creative. (laughs) Yeah, you are. The first thing that I thought of, um, aside from turkeys was there's a book that I used to listen to the book on tape like a lot as a kid and that's how I would fall asleep. It's why I need to listen to music and stuff even today to fall asleep because I did this a lot as a kid. But uh, the grandmother in the book, I just, it's called A Year Down Yonder by Richard Peck. Um, the grandma in the book, the, the, the granddaughter has a cat and the way that the grandma gets the cat accustomed to her new home is that she put butters? She puts butter on all four of the cat's paws, and by the time the uh, the cat has licked off all of the butter, it's already like, oh yeah, this is a comfortable place to be. I like being here. So I think it comes from that. All right, that's a good guess. That's a, that's like a good educated guess. Thank you. Um, the correct answer is that this was a customary religious act in ancient India. Oh, so you were pretty much there. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so the devout religious people would throw butter balls at the statues of their gods to seek favor and forgiveness. Does that have anything to do with, like, butter coming from cows and cows also being, like, a religious figure? You know, that's a good question. That's all that the Grammarly blog is telling me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't bother to look into it anymore, but I thought that was interesting. That like, is interesting. And it's one of those things, like, I don't think I've ever stopped to think about buttering someone up as a phrase like i've never thought about that being odd or uh, you just say it i don't know yeah, you just grow exactly. up and assume that it's fine but jesse encounters this a lot in her english as a second language classes that she yes. teaches 
where people are like, why do you say that? And she's like, honestly, I have no idea. That's just the way it is. <laughs> and then she has to like go do a bunch of research on, oh, we why do, do I say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you just take it for granted. All right. Well, I've been enjoying coming over to your house, Ben, because of your cat, the lovely Madalena. Yay, Madalena. So question for you, Ben. Cat got your tongue? Yes. What does that mean? Well, it, it means uh, you're struggling to find the words to speak, right? Yeah. Um, so, so that's the meaning of it. I believe it comes uh, from people like you, Noah, who really struggle with cat allergies. Oh, man, it's true. And uh, when people have certain allergies, their throat will start to close up, and they find it hard to speak. Uh, and it comes from people having those allergies, being allergic to cats, and not being able to speak because of those allergies. AKA, the cat got your tongue. Yeah, if Madalena were to like touch my tongue, it would swell up, it would be a bad day. That's a good guess. The answer comes from the English Navy, of course. Uh, Does this have to do with a bullet? <laughs> <laughs> it has to do with violence. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. Actually, I read a book once about gun violence, and it was a really good book. Um, was it by Shane Claiborne? It was by Shane Claiborne, Beating Guns. Look it up. Great book. Uh, but there was a whole like sidebar about how many idioms and expressions come from like violence or war or are gun or bullet related. And it was ridiculous. Like I never thought about it, but okay. Sorry about that. I okay, just dropped. Start, start now. Okay. Sorry about that. I just dropped my phone and paused the whole recording somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not a great setup we have here. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, what was I saying? Lots of, yeah, uh, lots of idioms come stem from violence. This one included, uh, the cat that's being referred to is most likely being referred to, er, referring to the cat of nine tails used for flogging. Ah. And the pain was so intense that it would cause a victim to stay quiet for a long time. There's another theory, uh, that comes from ancient Egypt where they would cut out the tongues of liars and blasphemers and feed the tongues to the cats. Ooh. So delightful. Whichever method you want to take, it's not great. Not good. Yeah. So would you rather be beaten by a cat of nine tails or have your tongue cut out, Noah? I don't know. That I guess I'll take your I answer guess, off the air. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't want to lose my tongue. I feel like because then you couldn't taste. <gasps> Yeah. If you lost your tongue, you couldn't enjoy ice cream. I, Ice cream? You scream? We all scream when we get our tongues cut out. Amen. <laughs> all right. Well, I have one more. Uh, this is question number five, and you have five points. So I would say you've already locked this game up. Sweet. Um, rub the wrong way. Like, oh, that conversation I had with Ben really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Uh... Kind of like you said, it's it's an idiom that describes kind of feeling off-put by things, uh, or kind of like disturbed. I think it comes from like petting a cat, doesn't it? Like you can pet the cat the right way, or you can pet the cat the wrong way, which is like going against the grain of its fur. Or the same thing with dogs, and it's uh, not something they particularly enjoy because it's uncomfortable. Um, so I think. You were like, ah, this one has to do with cats, and Ben has a cat. Uh, so I'm going to say that. It actually has to do with serial killers. No, oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jesse gets after me for rubbing mochi the wrong way. Sometimes I will rub, like, up her fur instead of you down her fur. You can't do that, no. <laughs> and now sometimes I do it just because it seems to bother Jesse. It doesn't seem to bother mochi. It rubs Jesse the wrong way. It rubs Jesse the wrong way. <laughs> When I rub mochi the wrong way. Yeah. Um, this one stems from early America during the colonial times. Um, the rich people would ask their servants to rub the oak floorboards the right way, not the wrong way. The wrong way would be not wiping them with dry fabric after wet fabric. I guess, I don't know if you just leave the, yeah. leave the floor wet and just go home or whatever, but it would cause streaks to form and ruin the floorboards, leaving Ugh. the homeowner annoyed. Good help. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I didn't read this part earlier. There's another paragraph. Alternatively, it could have derived from rubbing a cat's fur the wrong way, which annoys them. Wait, you're lying. 
It not serious. It actually says that. So I think we have to give Ben five more points for that. I even said cats specifically. <laughs> you did, yeah. You didn't even say dogs. You said cats. So. I said cats. Yeah, Ben, I'm going to give you a solid 10 points for that game. Cats are a little more persnickety than dogs when it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah, Mochi doesn't care. As long as you're touching her, she doesn't care. Yeah. Well, that was actually... I thoroughly enjoyed that game, Noah. And now you learn some new things yeah. you can talk about around dinner tonight. Exactly. I can bring them up uh, with my cat. <laughs> <laughs> you can talk to Madalena tonight. During dinner tonight. <laughs> Does she sit in the other chair, like, across from you, and you put her bowl up on the table? No. Uh, Madalena is a very food-motivated cat and will get right in my face. <laughs> uh, it's the subject of all of our fights. <laughs> you need to feed me. She, but she's been fed already. That's the thing. She will leave her food to come and try and eat my food. <sighs> it's a problem. It's a problem. That's, I just want to know, like, do any of our pets truly love us or do they just love the things that we do? Well, it's like, it's like I could never, if I were like really rich, I would never want to like marry or date anyone because I would always be worried that they're after me just for my money. Like they're just pretending to love me for my money. And that's I mean, how I feel with pets. I am after your money, Noah. <laughs> I know we're only friends because of I'd... money, but I'm really lonely. So you'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think... Because I have like an automatic food dispenser for Madalena. So I think I'm kind of removed from the food dispensing oh. activity. She thinks it comes from the ambivalent. Uh, <laughs> the robot. Robot. The robot. Um, and then I am there for snuggles and cuddles. So. That's a good idea, actually. We should dissociate the food dispensation from Jesse and I. Yeah. And see how that goes. Dissociating cats. Dissociating. Band name called it. <laughs> Or the name of the podcast. Or the episode. name of the podcast. <laughs> Good, because the current name I had written down was uh, where is it? Disrespectful whale imagery, but I wasn't sure if that's, that was one I was I really wanted to go with. That's a pretty solid one, though. You got to <laughs> admit. Uh, we'll we'll decide. We'll do dissociating. What about dissociating whale imagery? Just combine the. <laughs> I mean, you have now said it. Yeah. So now I can. So it's good to go. Honestly, on occasion, sometimes I just make up episode titles that no one ever directly said really? in the podcast. Oh, you liar. Like, the general theme is there. Oh, okay, that's good. But we may not have said the exact words in the order that I put them in the title. That's a little fun fact. Yeah. For little, the, the hardcore. A little peek behind the curtain. Yeah. We're all lying. Um, <laughs> well, thank you all so much to li for listening to this episode of Noodles at Noon. Um, congratulations to me on scoring 10 points, the most points ever scored in a game, I think. And congratulations to uh, Noah for putting together quite a terrific game, I will say. And congratulations to all of you, because we're all winners here at Noodles at Noon. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will catch you all next time. Okay, later, bye! You didn't even ask me if I wanted to contribute anything. You always ask me if I, I have anything I did. left to say. <laughs> I did think about that. <laughs> As I was like wrapping up, I was like, oh, crap. I forgot to ask. No. And no, I never there... have anything to say, so it works out. No, is there anything you'd like to add? Nope. Sick. Not, not anymore. <laughs> not, any not anymore. <laughs>